Okay, Dafayan Aleph, in the middle of the sugi here, the Mishnah talked about someone who is Nishtatek, who is unable to speak. How do we communicate with him? So the Gemara discussed that you can, uh, he could shake his head and answer questions for us in a certain manner, which will indicate to us that he has a level of intelligence that his tzivu would be a tzivu. So that takes us to a whole desugya of how do people who have issues communicating, and do we consider them a bardas, and how do we accept their levels of communication? So Amar Afghanim, Arav, Taplan, Ayn Aleph. Cherish. So what about a cherish? And normally in Shas we refer to a cherish. Uh, we're talking about a cherish as we'll see in the Gemara right away. Who cannot hear and cannot speak. That's normally the case. And in this, now we also have two other two kinds of cherish besides that we can differentiate. And that is a cherish meikara, someone who's born deaf. Or we have a cherish that was born able to hear. And then afterwards something happened, medical or otherwise. And now he's unable to hear. So in general in Shas we consider a cherish to be someone who's ene bardas. So it comes along of Kahana B'Shem Rav, and he says, What about a cherish who can write? Okay, it's interesting, the Mark calls it L'Daber Mitech HaKzav. So someone who can speak by writing. So if he writes to us that I want to divorce my wife, and I want to appoint so-and-so to go write it and give it, etc., we can listen to that. Now there's two points in this halacha. Point number one is, is that, First of all, we're ta- as we'll see in the Gemara Sheikh also the Rashi when he says it over here, we're talking about a cherish who was not born deaf. Because if he's born deaf, then he's never married Darais in the first place. Right? He can never be married Darais, so there's nothing to discuss. Uh, well, there is something to discuss, but it's a lower level of discussion. We would have to discuss whether he can give a get Daraisa. If he's never married Daraisa in the first place, I don't have to worry about, worry about him giving a get Daraisa. So we're talking about someone who was married when they were totally healthy and able to hear. And therefore he was a Bardas and he's married Daraisa. Comes along of Kanamarav and says, This Cherish who was born able to hear and then became deaf. So we have two things we need to differ- we need to determine here. A, we need to determine if he's a Bardas now Bechlal to be in the Parsha of Gittim. And then two, we need to then say, does that CV that B'Tech HaKsav work? So the first, and that's the most important Allah that we're going to focus on is, is that the fact that he can communicate through writing indicates to us that he is a Bardas. That's the most important thing. And that's why the Baruch Mitoyev, she yochol l'dav B'Tech HaKsav. The first point is, the fact that he can communicate it all by writing indicates he's a Bardas. If he's a Bardas, now he's in the part, he's still in the parish of Gittim. When he got married, he of course was, because he was a Bardas. Even though now he cannot verbally speak, but he can communicate through writing, that indicates he's a bardas. Now that that indicates he's a bardas, he can make a tzivui to, for someone to write a get for it and give it to his wife, based on that well, Interestingly enough, the place can discuss, can a regular healthy person write a tzivui to, to be Megarish's wife? Or is this only going to be cool as that we discussed in terms of an ilim or a cherish? That's an interesting discussion in the Mepharshim and the Paiskim. But definitely by a cherish, as long as he, even when he's married to Raisa, we're able to rely on his ksav. That is Rav Kahnam Rav Zalacha. That A is a bardas, and B, we listen to his tzivui through the ksav. Amar of Yasef. So Yosef says it's a wonderful halacha. But my kamash falon, the chayrat, that's a davar pashat, that's our Mishnah. Tanina, it's our Mishnah, already said this. He said, Nishtatik, someone who's unable to speak. We ask him, do you want to divorce your wife? And he does not communicate verbally. He communicates through sign languages or shaking his head as we discussed yesterday. We check him, as we said. As long as we determine that his answers are correct, like we said, based on the seasons or based on waiting over time and you ask him a bunch of questions however you do that check you determine he's a bardas you can write to get so the chayra at this stage the gemara at least writing 
is at least as good, if not better, than someone just shaking their head. So if shaking their head is enough to make a tzivui, why should writing be any worse? Meaning, Rav Kahn and Rav Zalocha, is it really a Mishnah? What should be the difference? Amalei Rav Zeris, Rav Zeris says, and this is the point we already mentioned, Elaim Ka'amret. He said, you're talking in that Mishnah about an Elaim. Someone who can hear, but they cannot speak. That's a different issue. Shani Elim, Elim is very different than a Cherish. The Sanya, funny Bryson who says this, Medaber Shemea, Zeu Cherish. If you have a Cherish who is able to speak, speak Mamish words, even though he cannot hear, that is not, even though it says Zeu Cherish, Rashi makes very, very clear, this is not the typical Cherish. When we talk in all of Shas about Cherish, that's Eina Bardas, that's a Cherish that cannot communicate verbally. So therefore, this Bryson, when it says, this price is differentiating between a Cherish and an Elaim, so it says, if he can communicate verbally, but he cannot hear, that's what we call a Cherish. Shomev and if it's the opposite, that he could hear, but he's unable to communicate, Zeu Elaim, that's what we call an Elaim, someone who's a mute. Vezeh, vezeh, pikchen. Both of these people, whether they can, as long as they can either hear or verbally communicate, they are pikech. They are pikech all double, the chol devreim. Okay? And how do you, the Bryce just differentiates. We might have a dabber and a shemer zeu cherish. How do you know which terms to use? Shemer and a dabber zeu. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, Vani kecherish lo yeshma. I was like a cherish that I cannot hear. Keilim li yiftach piv. Or I'm like an ilim that I cannot open my mouth. People say, the word ilim is actually an abbreviation, a nutrikin of that his words were taken away. But either way, we see from this brysa, then an ilim, it's not debatable if he's a pikech. An ilim, of course, is a pikech. And therefore, our Mishnah, which says that you could shake your head and give the tzivoy, that is only on the second part, the aspect that we discussed. Remember, there's two aspects. A, is he a bardas? Two, if he is a Vardas, does he mean to, for, to appoint the Shriach to divorce his wife? All we see from our Mishnah, explains the Gemara, is that an Elam, who's already a Vardas, and can give a get, when he shakes his head, that's considered a Tzivuy. But that's not necessarily enough of an indication that he really is a Vardas, if we're not sure if he's a Vardas. And by the case of the Cherish, even though he was born able to hear, but since right now he's unable to hear, we're not sure if he's a Vardas at all. And on that comes of Kanamarav and says, a Chiddush, that not only can we use Hirchem Barashi as a Tzivoy, we could use that or Ksav as well to determine that he's a Bardas. And that's the Chiddush of Kanamarav, that writing determines his Das, and then, of course, it also determines his Tzivoy. Well, that's what we're saying. Uh, okay, so this, again, this, this is a big debate. It's a big debate against, in the Mepharshim. Arsig is clearly mm. Mashma that writing is better than Hirchem Bereshe. There are Mepharshim who learned, based on a diak at the end of the Suga, the opposite. That Hirchem Bereshe, which are goof, is better than writing. Again, not our Suga, but from, the, from this point, we're trying to determine is we never see in our Mishnah that Hirchem Bereshe is an indication that he's a Bardas. We don't see that. All we just see from the Mishnah by Elaim, we're talking about someone who's already a Bardas. Now it's just a question of what his intention is. Comes on of Kamarav, not only do can we use this to show us his intentions, we can easy, even use it to determine his level of intelligence to show if he's in the parsha at all. And that's what Kamarav's Kiddush. But I'm Rabzeri, Kashli, Hokashli. Okay, you're right, you answered that up. But I have another issue with Kahana's Halacha, which is. The Sanya, the Pasik says, Im lo yage. The Pasik says, Venefesh kisechto, someone does an avera. Veshama kolola, and someone swears. Now, what happens is, when you know Edus and Bezdin, 
that can help Ruvain or whatever it is, someone who knows Edis, has a mitzvah say deraisa to go to Bezdin and say testimony. If Bezdin subpoenas you and says, come to Bezdin and say testimony, you say, I'm not coming. Bezdin makes you make a shua. Now, Bezdin, really, Bezdin makes the shua, and the person answers, amen. Bezdin makes a shua. We swear that you don't know testimony. The person answers, amen. If he lied, that's called a shua sa'ala. So he's in big trouble in that situation. So the Pasuk says, why? He was able to see something. It's spelled funny with Lamed Vavalov, but if he, would, he did not give testimony, then he carries this aver on him. Oh. So now, what happens over here? Imlo Yagid says the Mish Gemara, the Sani Imlo Yagid, pratli ilim sheni yachalahagid. What if you have an ilim? So an ilim saw something that can help somebody or help Bezdin, whatever it is, and Bezdin says, hey, you know, Edus, come testify. Now, the ilim himself cannot say the Shua, okay? But Rashi speaks out. Bezdin would say the Shua, and he would be hirchin beroishai, shake his head in Ramaz that he accepts the Shua. And then it turns out he's a liar, and he really knew the testimony. Is he chayef as a shvua seidus? The answer is, no, he's not chayef shvua seidus, because he's not able to testify. An ilim cannot testify. Im lo yagid. He should have testified, but he cannot. Pratl ilim, the is out of this parsha. Now, says Abzerah, says according to you, what you just said, am I? Hayochel he cannot communicate, you cannot give testimony by shaking your head. I get that, right? Shaking your head is just yes, no. You're not going to give a good testimony by yes or no. That's clear. But the Chari, you could give a proper testimony by writing. If you're telling me that if Kanamarav is telling you that you could use writing to determine that he's a Bardas, fine. And you could also use writing to communicate to us his Ratzain. So why can't you use writing to also say Edus? And then an Elam should be in the parish of Shua's Edus. If writing is Debo, writing is Debo. And if not, not. That's from Zeris Kash. Amalei Abaya, Abaya says no. Edus Kamer, talking here about Edus. Shani Edus, Trachman Amar, PM, Veloimi, Pik Savom. Over there, it's a special Xeris Over there, it says that the Edus has to be P, the witnesses. And therefore, even though writing can indicate to us Ratzoin, writing cannot indicate to us communication like me PM. And therefore, now Rashi points out it's not necessarily true, because the biggest Edus we normally have in all of Shas is a star. And a star is really sort of. Edus mitech haksav. Sort of. It's not 100% Edus mitech haksav, but it's sort of in that parsha. Rashi is a star is different. Because a star is the normal way you communicate type, these types of things. That's fine. So a star works by, by Mecca Chumemcha, etc. But by coming to Bezdin, then the Torah is Makhbed that it has to be Mipi the Edim. Ksav does not work in that case. So to communicate to somebody else like that, Ksav does not work. To indicate your Ratzain, Ksav does work, and that's what kind of was saying by the case of the Kherish. Meisve, we have a brisa though. The brisa says, "Kishem shabayit kedusha legitin." Just like you check a cherish to see if he's a bardas when it comes to giving a get, kach bayit kedusha lemasos matanis for business deals. Ule edus sounds like for giving edus. Ule yerushas and for yerushas. So katani mias edus. The brisa says you could check a cherish mitoychaksav to see if he's a bardas to give edus. Now you just said that this is not halacha in mipiyam b'ksavim. It doesn't work for edus. It's a special halacha that you commu- communicate his rotzon, not to communicate mitech haksav for edus. The brisa says it l'chayr. It works for edus as well. I'm a very separate No, when it says edus over here, it's talking about to testify about an isha if her husband had died, which we the kilubarabona that we know we had in the gemara many times. Then chamor mekel, you could believe kroev mishpacha, you could believe in erechod. All those times where we believed all these kulas. Mishumiguna, then in Echanami you could believe the Cherish Metechaksav because it's not a real Din and Edus anymore. Then already all Din and Edus are suspended. Chazal said we can be Mako. Says my Vokhtani Yerushas. 
says you can trust this Cherish who can write Mitechaksav for Yerusha. The Cherish that means to testify about something related to Yerusha. So the Chari, therefore you see, you could believe him for a regular way this as well. It doesn't mean to testify about something. It means if someone is a Cherish that, can, that cannot hear, but he can write Mitechaksav, and he wants to split up the Yerusha to his children, not a Yerusha that happens automatically, that we don't need him for. But before he dies, he wants to say, you should get this and you should get that. So then if he's able to be a Dhamma Mitechaksav, then you can believe him. Because again, that's expressing his own Ratzin. That's not a question of communicating to Bezdin. So what does it mean? Says business deals. The business deals means he's testifying about somebody else's deal. My lovely alma for other people. Again, that also means that if he's intelligent enough to write to communicate to Chaksav, he can be involved in business deals on his own. But for Hilchas Eidos, Ksav does not work. Mi PM Veloy Mi Pixel. Mace, we have another Bryce. Bryce says, A cherish who cannot hear. We do not listen. Listen is a bad word. Sorry for the pun. We do not pay attention to anything he indicates to us with his sign language. He jumps up and down. And we also don't listen to anything he writes to us. So you see, not like if Kanamaraf. You see that someone who's a cherish, if he can speak, fine. If he cannot speak, writing does not count. Beferish in the Bryce. We said by Metaltim, by Dini Cheshemishpach, as our Mako. Of Allah in the Git, and the Bryce is Beferish by Get. Isha does not work. Sav does not work. So it's not like Rav Kanamarav. So I'm already right. Tanoi. This Nakuda of Rav Kanamarav is actually Machloikis Tanoi. How do we see it? Tisanya. I remember Shingamalil. Shingamalil adds on to this Bryce that we just read. And Shingamalil says, Bamedvam Amurim, that you do not listen to the writing of a Cherish. Becherish Meikroi. If he was born a Cherish, someone who's born a Cherish, according to the Pashup Shah and the Gemara, is totally considered an Einabardas no matter what. Even if he writes, not. Again, nowadays, Halacha might have changed, etc. Sometimes they can speak. Not no gather so give right now. In the Gemara's times, they could not. Of a pikech when it's like our case, that he was born able to hear. And now he became a cherish. Now the question is, does, did he lose his das? Is he able to communicate? And mitech Then he could write, and they can therefore take the tzivu and go give a get to his wife. So we see over here, now the Gemara is going to say clearly in the base, but Rashi points it out here already. This Rabbi Gamaliel is arguing on the Rasha. He's not explaining. When he says, he's not explaining the Rasha. He's arguing on the Rasha. And therefore we have clearly in this price, a Cherish, who was not born a Cherish, who was born healthy, and he married his wife to Rice, etc. And now he wants to write that people should give a get. He, it's Machlekes Tanoim. Tanakama says that does not work. Eight, you don't go after forgetting, you don't go after Ksiva, only for, for business deals. But Shigam Leo says no, as long as he's able to communicate and he was not born deaf, we do, which is exactly with Kahana Marav's halach. So, but wait a second. But the Shigam Leo just said that this halach only applies to a Cherish who was born not a Cherish, who was born healthy. And then that situation, we can assume that he's now intelligent enough because he's able to write. Okay, what does that mean? Mashma, that someone who was born a Cherish. We're not, we're not allowed to. We don't listen to what he's writing. But wait a second, says Gemara. To catch 22. Wait a second, as we pointed out at the beginning of the daf. In actuality, the Allah is the opposite. Someone who was born a Cherish was never married to Rice in the first place. 
He was only married mid through Ramiza. We allowed, remember, we said, a shait of a katan can't get married at all. We had a few times already in the Masechta that a cherish chazal said mid and a cherish could get married if we understand that he wants to get married. He's not really a bardasta raisa, but mid we consider him enough a bardasta that he could get married. If he gets married in that type of marriage, which is a Durabonan marriage, so if we rely on his sign language or whatever it is to allow him to get married, of course we rely on that sign language to allow him to get divorced. So it's actually a catch-22. Someone who was born a cherish is only getting married to Rabbanon, can get divorced to Rabbanon. Someone who was born not a cherish, she's married to Raisa, but then we can rely on his ksav to allow him to get divorced. So in every case, it should work one or the other. Says the Gemara, You're right. If we're talking about a cherish who was born a cherish, and he was married mid Rabbanon, then of course he can get, get he can give a get mid Rabbanon. Hachem be'avim doi. There's another case. There's a case where you can have a cherish who's an Eina Bardas, Daraisa, but his marriage is Daraisa. Okay? So really, he's not allowed to get married to a woman. His own wife, he can't, because he's not a Bardas. He was born a cherish. But he could end up being married, Daraisa. How? Yibu. What do you mean, Yibu? says, wait a second. Yibu, my man. Who did, who did the woman fall from? Like, which, what, what brother of his? If we're talking about right, Reuven dies. Okay, so Reuven was married to a woman. Reuven himself was deaf. So if Reuven himself was deaf, he was never married to her Daraisa. When he dies, she falls to his brother. So the brother, worst case scenario, is married to her Darabanan also. That would be no problem. So then he could divorce her Baramiza. Kishem Shekinisasa, the original Kinisa of the original brother was Biramiza, Kachitas Biramiza. What if Ruvain was healthy? So if Ruvain's healthy and Ruvain was married to his wife, Rachel Daraisa, now Ruvain dies without children and she falls to the brother Shimon, who's a Cherish and was born a Cherish. Now you have a very interesting situation because you have here the Zika. Remember, we discussed the homosexual about the Zika. There's now a Zika between Shimon and this woman, Daraisa. What do you do with that Zika? He cannot give her chalitza, Rashi points out, because part of chalitza is he has to say, and he has to be able to hear it. And he can't. We'll see right away on Amid base. So chalitza is out of the picture. All you're left with is yibu. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and do yibu. But then you can never get out of the marriage. How do you get out of such a marriage? Because they're now married daraisa to someone who's a cherish ve'ikrai, who's never a bardas. And that's what Rishim Gamliel was saying. Rishim Gamliel said his statement. The Med remember Cheresh Meikrei. The Cheresh Meikrei loy holchem by Achar as he might remain He's now stuck in a marriage daraisa that he can never ever get out of, because the marriage remember is a continuation of his brother's marriage, which was daraisa. The zika stays. If the zika stays, he's stuck. And he can never get out of such a marriage. The only time we say Ksiva works is by someone who was married when he was a Bardas, and therefore he had some Das, so the Ksiva can show he's a Bardas. But someone who was never a Bardas, Ksiva cannot help for such a person. Ibayasema. Another way to explain this, you don't have to go that far. There's another case, maybe. Could be Reuven was a Cherish, and therefore the original marriage was only Drabanan. But we have a problem over here, which is if we let Shimon divorce this woman when he was only felt to her, when she only felt to him we might get confused to a case where she felt to him When she felt it's a real problem. We can't divorce her. So even when she falls we're also going to say he cannot divorce her. According to the first Tarot Gemara, when he felt when she felt to him we would let him divorce her. According to the second Tarot, it's a second. Yachi Ishtoy Nami. 
it's by a regular wife also. If he's married to her Midrabanon, you should not be able to divorce her because Gzera, that you'll get confused with a case where he's married to Daraisa through Yibo. Nami, well, we say two different types of Yibam, people might get confused, but to confuse a regular direct Isha with a Yibam Isha, people won't get confused. But still, the stairs doesn't make sense. We don't see such a halacha. We don't see that by a cherish that we make a gzera that he can't divorce her even though he's only married to Rabbanon. But tonight, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says, Shnei Achim If you have two brothers, Reuben and Shimon are brothers, and they're both Kharashim. Okay? So once they're both Kharashim, any marriage either one of them has is only to Rabbanon. There's nothing to discuss. So the Suman Shnei speakers, whether their wives are healthy, or Shnei Achim or whether their wives are both charoshes or shtei achis achis because vachis kicherish or vechein shtei achis charoshes. What if the two wives were sisters also? Remember, when you have achis isha, you're going to be in trouble. You can't do yibum by achis isha in any of these cases. So because then the sister, the wives are sisters as well. Vechein shtei achis charoshes. Nesu shtei achim pikan shtei achim charoshes shtei achim achim pikan achim charoshes. In all these cases, harayel peturus menachlitzu no yibum. Okay, that's clear. There's no yibum in these cases because besides the issue of achis isha. Besides the issue of Eshesach, you have the issue of Achaisisha, because we're talking about a case in all these cases where the wives were sisters as well. Wives who were sisters, you can't have Yibam in that case. That's clear. But the Bryce says, if the wives were not sisters, so the husbands were brothers, regular case Yibam, but the wives were not sisters. Oh, then the Bryce says, Yikonsu, they could do Yibam. And after they do the Yibam, since everything was Cherish in this case, and everything was only Midrabanan, and he could write me to Chaksav, then he could divorce his wife. Can't do chalitza, we said. Chalitza's out. Marry her, and then divorce her. So you see, Beferish, that a cher- someone who has a yibum based on a dindra abonan is able to divorce the wife. And we're not geyser up to the case where it came from a marriage daraisa. So we see that the terrorists we were trying to say that even by a cherish which is married Rabbanon through Yibam, it would be usher to give a get. Gzera, up to the case where he was married Daraisa through Yibam, it's not true. You see a cherish could give a get in a case where it's Yibam Darabonon. It says, The answer is like we already had. And the first answer of the Gemara that we're talking about where the marriage was Daraisa, when the marriage is Daraisa because it came from a Yibum of a healthy brother, that's when we say a cherish cannot divorce his wife. But if it was not that case, then if he was a cherish by Ikra and it came, to, then he was married to a woman, divorce her, because you only married the Rabbanon, divorce her, the Rabbanon. Okay? And if it was a case where he was not a cherish by Ikra, so he was healthy, as long as he could write me to Chaksav, that indicates he's still a Bardas, and then he could divorce his wife as well. As we explained, there's Shingam Liel who said that a Cherish can, can write a get mitechaksav, like if Kanamarav said, the truth is he's arguing in the Tanakhama. I'll prove it to you. Because we're very interesting, Bryce. The Bryce says, Nishtis, if someone became a Shaita, obviously if someone's a Shaita, cannot give, if she's a Shaita, you cannot divorce her. What if he, not the woman, but the man, became a cherish, or the man became a shaita, loyaitzim, here it says, oilomus, ever. What's that extra word, oilomus? That extra word, oilomus, seems to be extra over here. Now, going back to the halach of nishtitis loyaitzi, Rashi explains that the truth is, a woman is nugarish palkorcha. So the truth is, really, a woman who doesn't have das, you could divorce, as long as, you know, it's fine. But we have a lot of the dindra abonokol loy nagubah minig hefker. We want to make sure that 
women who are not bardas are not just floating on the street. So once you're married to her, keep her in the house. You know, you know, you want to take a second wife. Worry about that later. But don't divorce her and send her out into the street. Fine. But it says this chayrish who in ishtatif he became a shait or a chayrish lo yaitzi oylamis. What does that mean oylamis? My oylamis says abayit. Lav afogav diachlodamir techaksav. Even though he can write me techaksav and he's a chayrish, still you can never divorce his wife. Okay, now that's not like Rav Kana Marav, and that's not like Rabbi Gamliel. Must be that this is a machlekes tanaim, and it's a machlekes tanaim of someone who was married to Raisa, and then he became a cherish, and he could write. Do we consider him a bardas to divorce his wife? Machlekes tanaim. Amar of Papa. Ilav dashmina Rabbi Yechanan. If not, Rabbi Yechanan said that that's pshat in the Brisa. Have a mina Rabbi Gamliel fushet tanakam hudiyasa. I could have thought, could have thought that there's no machlekes. Rabbi Gamliel is explaining the tanakama when tanakama said a cherish cannot divorce his wife. That means if he was born a cherish by the gzera case of the yibum. But in a cherami by a case where a cherish was not born a cherish and he could write, everybody agrees it works. Oh, so what does it mean? I lomis in this Brisa. Afa gav de chazina le dechara. First of all, Lamas means we can see it, as we see nowadays. Many times you have a cherish who seems intelligent. They have jobs, they, they, they live lives, everything's good. So maybe you would think in that case he could divorce his wife. No, halachically we consider him not a badass, and that's what it means by Lamas. Lav Dafka is that arguing with Shingam Leo. Lamas said this is not true, but we could have thought that. Or What about a woman who's a shaita? Right, a woman is a shaita, she can get divorced. Just like a pikhis balkarcha, just like a woman who gets divorced, she has no say in the matter. So if she becomes a shaita, she could also get uh, divorced. When he said Ilamas over there, it wasn't growing on the cherish part. The Ilamas was growing on the shaita part. And he was telling you, in that case, that by a man, you need his das. A woman, you don't really need her das. Daraisa, Midrabonan, you do. Midrabonan, Midraisa, you don't. But by a man, then you always do need his das. Not so he was coming to the friendship. But Lamaisa, it's not true. Lamaisa, we come out of Machlaikis Tanoim, whether a Cherish who was married to Raisa because he was healthy when he got married, and he wants to write now to write down Vixav and say, that he wants to divorce his wife. Can he do this or not? It's Machlaikis Tanoim. Shingam Lil said he could. Tanakama said you cannot. Says the Mishnah. This is getting back to the Mishnah we had previously on Samach Vav. We had the Mishnah on Samach Vav. A machlekes between a mayor and a biyasi about mili mimsrim l'shliach oiloi. Okay, that we said over there. So machlekes we said how to learn a mayor, but a biyasi clearly said mili loy mimsrim l'shliach that you cannot appoint, tell when you tell a sheikh to do to write again. He must do it. Nobody else can do it. We had a debate in the Gemara. We're going to have that debate right now again. Whether Imru Imru, according to Rabbi if you specifically say to say to a second sheikh, can you do that or not? And then Rameyer had argued on the whole business. And Rameyer clearly said, at least in Bezdin, you can definitely, a Bezdin can appoint a secondary sheikh. That's for sure. Whether an individual can appoint a secondary sheikh or not, it was debatable in the Gemara back on Haftas. Let's see this mission. The mission is as follows. Omoloi nichtev gel ishto. Here we're talking about a healthy person, not a cherish. Okay, so they tell him, oh, not an ilimi. So they tell him, would you like us to write a get for your wife? Vamalen ksuvu, and he says yes, write it. Now, we already said earlier, if he just said write and he didn't say give, we said he's joking with them because it doesn't mean anything. We must be talking about over here the mafreshim say either by someone who's a shchimira or someone who, like we said, is yaitzu bekoiler or someone who's going on a trip. When we said ksuvu by itself is good enough. Even though he only said ksuvu, he was just he was he was, he was not paying attention. He really means ksuvu bitznu. Okay, so that's not the issue. What is the issue? The people who heard him say this, they did not write to get themselves. They then hired somebody else 
to write the get. They hired someone to write the get and for Adam to sign it. Even though they wrote it and they signed it. And they gave it back to the husband. And he gave it to his wife to divorce her. The get doesn't work. Because he told them, Ksuvu. Ksuvu means you must do it. Nobody else. Right? Either because or because we said earlier on Chavtes, because he's embarrassed that he doesn't know how to write, so he doesn't want them to tell anybody. Whatever the Svara is, when you say Ksuvu, you mean only them. Ad. So what is the case where it's kosher? Until, it sounds like, until you tell the Sefer and the Adam directly to write. Says the Gemara, what's going on? Time at Lamar to Remember, we said earlier in the, in the, on Daf Samach uh, we said that even according to Mary, if you say Tenu, you don't say Ksuvu, you just say, give a get to my wife, that automatically means do whatever you want to go give it. We said uh, that they can go ahead and write it and give it, and if it's in Bezdin, then they can even make a secondary Shliach. That's what the Mishnah on Samach Vav said. Time at Lamar Tenu. Hamar Tenu, nicely. Then the Bezdin can appoint a secondary Shliach to give it. So money, who's the town of our Mishnah? Clearly, it's a Mary. Then at least in some situations, Bezdin or someone can appoint a secondary Sheikh. Because according to Yaisi, you can never appoint a secondary Shliach. Now, the name is Sefer. Look at the last line of the Mission we just read. The only way to make this kosher is if you directly tell the Sefer. Who's that? Because according to Mayor, you don't always have to tell them directly. There are ways not to tell them directly. If you do it in front of a Bezdin, we said Bezdin can appoint a secondary Shliach. So the Mishnah is a steer, may obey, Reisha may ever say for a Bezdin. The Mishnah is Mashma, then it's only no good because you didn't say, because you said Ksuvu, which means you directly. If you said Tanu without Ksuvu, then they can appoint a secondary Shliach. The Seif of the Mishnah clearly says you have to tell them directly. How do you read these two halachas? Okay, one pshat is It's difficult to read sometimes, but the ratio is holding like a mayor that you could appoint the secondary shliach if you said tenu, and the sefer says even with tenu you cannot. Abaya Omar, or maybe this is not Abaya, it's somebody else. Omar Abaya, no, cooler mayor. We could read the mishnah all according to a mayor. And the mishnah is telling you in a case we don't say tenu. The mishnah says if you just say ksuvu, then. You have you, this, the original shlichim cannot appoint a secondary one. If they do, it doesn't work, unless they go and do it themselves. If he tells them directly and they do it themselves, the lemer tenu iachi says the gemara at shemer tenu mi boy. The mission doesn't make any sense because you're telling me that the mission is, is one sheet is a mayor. And what is the mission telling you? If they appoint the secondary shliach, no good. So, but now the mission wants to tell me. So when is it good? When does the mission say it's good if they do it themselves? Not that that's not, that's not, that is not the only case where it's good. You could have a case where they don't do it themselves and it's still good. If he said Tanu instead of Ksuvu. Ksuvu means I want you. Tanu means just get it done. So if he said Tanu, it w- would work if there's a Bezdin. So why did the Mishnah say that? Maybe we're talking about a case where there's no Bezdin. Remember, even according to a mayor, if you say it to them, not in front of a Bezdin, they're not going to appoint a Shliach for various reasons. But if in front of a Bezdin it works. So maybe in our case, we're talking about where there's no Bezdin. But still doesn't answer the question. The Mishnah should have said that. You know when it's good? If there's the Bezdin. Don't tell me it's good if they do it direct. Of course if they do it direct, it's good. The case, the Chiddush is that if you do it indirect in front of a Bezdin, it's good. Why didn't the Mishnah say this case? says Another way to make the Mishnah a single Tana is Kula Rabiasi. Maybe we'll do the opposite. The whole Mishnah is Rabiasi. Now, the ratio according to Rabiasi makes sense. You know, if you don't do it yourself and you appoint the secondary Sheikh, it never works. And the Sefer says you have to tell him direct. So that, that sort of could work. But remember, according to Rabbi Yaisi, 
if they tell them specifically to do it, we had a sheet that says that works. So if that's the case, the Mishnah is talking about where you did not say Yemri Yemru. And if you read the Mishnah like this, go back to the Mishnah. Now according to Yaisi, it makes no difference whether we say Ksuvu or Tanu. makes no difference. Either way, you cannot tell somebody else unless you tell them specifically. Okay, it's a little bit lavdafka in the Mishnah, but we'll we'll go with that. And then when it's at Shiyamil Sefer Koswil Edim Khasmu meant unless you tell them specifically to go tell a secondary party, because Aimer Imru would work. Says the Gemara, Iachi, Achiyamer Imru we violate. The Mishnah should have said that. When the Mishnah, the last line said Achiyamer Lesefer Kosov, it sounds like you're telling them directly. Even according to Abyasi, you don't have to tell them directly. You could tell them indirectly if you specifically tell them to tell them indirectly. That doesn't make sense either, because in this Gemara we already had once before. Rabbi Yaisi not, does not necessarily agree by Amirimru. But now, let's just read this again, because we've read this once already a few days ago. We had a case where these, the Mishnah said if, the, if the, you don't need to have two Adim, you can have the signature of one aid plus the handwriting of the cipher. Yemir said it doesn't mean the handwriting of the cipher, it means the signature of the cipher. And we said over there you're going to get in trouble because it could be you don't want the cipher to sign, and that you're going to be embarrassed not to tell the cipher not to sign, and you're going to be embarrassed to tell him not to sign, and therefore he's going to sign, and it's going to be puzzle. That was the issue. And the reason it's not, we're not worried about that is because the cipher knows not to sign unless someone tells him. That you don't have to tell the cipher directly. You could tell him indirectly. So you can have this trouble. You're going to tell them to do it. They're embarrassed to tell the cipher no. And therefore, from that, we brought a riot. The Rebbe himself holds even Omer Imru is no good. You can never appoint a secondary shliach. If you can never appoint a secondary shliach, then what's the Kiddush from Mishnah according to BHC? It makes no sense. Yes, of course, if you tell them directly, it works. The only terrorists we have, that's, we're going to finish in the Mishnah, hold on. The only terrorists we have is that the Enechanami, the Rashi of the Mishnah is a mayor. The mayor says you could appoint a secondary shliach if you say Tanu, but not if you say Ksuvu. And the same for the Mishnah is a Mishnah that you can never appoint a secondary shliach. Ravashi Amar, Kuler I can make another way to read the Mishnah. The Mishnah is not teaching you an only case. The Mishnah is building one on top of the other. And it means, If you just say Ksuvu, then of course Ksuvu means you and nobody else. But even though it didn't say this in the Mishnah, we're reading this into the Mishnah. Even if you say Tanu, it doesn't work. Because For sure, if you didn't say in front of a Bez, then the mayor agrees. Now, none of this is in the Mishnah. Okay? Ravashi is reading this into the Mishnah. Then when the Mishnah said it doesn't work unless you say it direct, what the Mishnah really means is whether you say Tanu, Ksuvu, or Tanu, or even in front of a Bezdin, or even if you tell them specifically, in all these cases it does not work. It doesn't say any of this in the Mishnah. We're reading it into the Mishnah, and then the Mishnah would fit, like Shittas and Yaisi. And the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that all these cases, according to Yaisi, don't work. Tanya Kavasi Devashi. If a Bryce who says this, that Aimer Imru, according to Yaisi, does not work. It says, Everybody did everything in the Shema. Why do you need to have Ksiva and Chasim in the Shema? We earlier in the Mishnah said you only need one or the other. Good question. Debatable. But you have a get that's totally kosher. They gave it to him. He gave it to her. Get his bottle. Why? Because he never told them to write it. 
until they hear his voice saying, So therefore you see Beferish in this price, like Reisi, that even Omer Imru, even if he tells them, please go tell somebody else to do it, it does not work until it's direct. Why does he say Sheyishma Koyle? Yishmu is the Fukima Nemer Moedu Reisi Remimru. Yishmu means they have to hear it direct, they can't hear it secondary. And Koyle is the Fukima Kanamarav. Because if Kanamarav said, you don't have to hear the voice. You can write it. We said, Ksav works by a cherish. This, my neighbor, argues, like we said, it's Machleg Stanaim, and says that, Yishmu Koyle, you have to hear the verbal voice, you cannot hear the Ksav. So we're coming out, Lamaisa, the Rabbi Yaisi, as we've been saying, holds, Aymer Imru does not work, even if you tell him directly, you cannot make a secondary Shliach. Remeir, we're not sure Remeir holds, but for sure in Bezdin, it's okay, and Bezdin can appoint the secondary Shliach in all situations. Our Mishnah is either half Remeir and half Rabbi Yaisi, or the Mishnah is fully Rabbi Yaisi, and it's talking about all situations, it does not work.